Hey, you're listening to Leah Unleashed Podcast. Hi, everyone. This is the Leah Unleashed Podcast. Glad to be with you again. I'm hoping you've had a great weekend and a few days and just know you're never alone and that... um, that's one of the reasons I believe that every single day I started out with God, just be with me, walk this day with me. God, you said that you would never leave us. You'd always be there and everything that we do. And trust me, God's interested in everything you do, not just the big deal things that we pray about all the time. You activate God by faith and you can certainly activate, if you will, the enemy by being afraid. So um, it's either faith or being afraid. I prefer faith, and I'm grateful that I can stand on his word and, and feel strong and, uh, and happy. Anyway, uh, today we're going to talk about this OJ thing. I, it's bothered me 25 years ago, and by gosh, it's still bothering me now. 25 years later, uh, he's alive. And poor Nicole and Ron Goldman uh, were decapitated and brutally stabbed. And I just thought, how in the heaven's name do these things go on? And I can remember that story. I'll bet you there isn't one of you, if you're over the age of 50, and probably over, not even true, because Sophie, not Sophie, because she's too young, but Jamie, my producer, you were in school during that time. I was. And, and what did, didn't they make you? We, we did. We have to watch it. They brought in the television, you know, those old, those big box TVs. And they yes. Carded it in. They carded the big, big box TV. And we, had, we just sat in <laughs> You watched the and trial. Watched the trial and watched the verdict. Now, you know how big that was for this country to interrupt school to kids to having a learning experience like this? There's probably not a one of us then. You're late 30s. 40s all right wherever you are I mean who's counting but the point being most people know about OJ and the younger ones that heard about OJ thought it was orange juice so we already got that fact Um, but the point is that it was a big deal it was a very I was on city council then and I can remember say something real quick go ahead did say the younger ones do initially think it's orange juice but I did read that the younger generation that wasn't even alive then, they have very strong opinions about him now, almost more so than we do. That's amazing. So uh, there are some at that time, though, when they were three years old, they were thinking it's orange juice, OJ. But as they got a little bit older, they understood. You're saying the story keep getting out there, don't they? They just keep following suits through the family talking about it. All right. Do you remember? So you know where you were during that trial. I know where I was. I was traveling. Now, not for the whole trial, of course, but at the very day of the final verdict, they were going to announce either guilty or non-guilty. I was traveling. I was headed to Washington, actually, and I was in an airport. What airport were you in? I was in Dallas. I was in Dallas Airport. And I remember that I was leaving Washington, waiting in Dallas Airport to get a, co- a plane to Colorado. 
uh, I was on city council at that time and I was there for some business, but I couldn't believe it. I planned my layover on purpose that time-wise because I thought, I don't want to be in the air when this, I want to watch this. So I got in the airport, everybody was watching it. Now that shocked me because I'm thinking, well, I want to go see it. I, I couldn't believe it. You couldn't hear a pin drop. You know how noisy airports are? Now, this is what this was like. Uh, televisions were everywhere, you know, the, to, to peek at, to look at, everywhere, bars, restaurants, wherever TVs were going. It was all on the trial. You literally, people were whispering, you know. Nobody was making any noise, trying to hear everything you could possibly get. The service people, the janitors, it didn't matter who it was, black side and white side. So leading up to it, though, yes. were you leading up to that moment thinking like this is in the bag, like I've watched the trial, he's definitely no. guilty. I'm mm. No, you weren't. You were no. still... Like, no, 50, no, 50? I felt he was... No, 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 I oh. felt he was guilty. I thought you've got to so be kidding. Yes, yes, so you, I did. But you were I'd, just sitting back thinking, here comes the guilty verdict. Well, no, that's a part that no. I'm telling okay. no on because... Of the trial and because of the... They, you just had a feeling it was it could go the other I way? I didn't know. I, I felt in my heart he was guilty. And most, all my friends, black friends and white friends, they thought the guy's guilty. And I didn't know for sure how it was going to go. I felt like the police mucked it up. They did do some stupid things. And he had great team of lawyers. I mean, he had the best of the best. And um, so I didn't know. But in my heart, I wanted to believe that he would be found guilty because I knew he did it. There was no question in my mind. And I, I mean, think about him driving in the car. See, people forget about all the stuff they couldn't keep pushing in front of the jurors. I, I don't know what's gotten into me. I, I, he was uh, panicked. He had money. He had a gun. He was going to kill himself. They forget what happened while they with that drive do you remember that yeah, long the chase and the, the white bronco and the white yes. bronco and his best friend trying to talk him down and how come he was in that state anyway we forgot about that and then we had the whole thing the thumping the the the, the jumping over the fences and all the stuff and the glove that oj had and the tennis shoes that he just bought they he did it and I believe in my heart he did. And when they announced on that television set that he was not guilty, one side of the airport, being the black community in that airport, from the janitor to the waitress to the executive, whatever, literally stood up and screamed, delight. They were delighted. The other side, which was predominantly white, were sitting there dumbfounded. Dumbfounded. I will never forget that as long as I lived. It felt scary. For the first time, I was, you know, barely 40 years old. And for the first time in my life, I have never been afraid. I lived in L.A. We had black friends. We... All that black and white business was another group of people, not my group of people, not my friends, not the way I saw the world. That was, that was in Roots, in the movie Roots. That wasn't today. And there's always a few bad apples, but mostly I had girlfriends that, you know, 
dated black athletes. They, you know, it was not like it used to be. It certainly wasn't like in the South. LA was already changing. And to my demise, it's in totally dismay. It's beyond uh, repair at this time. And I'm glad I don't live there anymore. But that's beside the point. That's another podcast. But this was different. I felt nervous. I felt nervous. Interesting. I mean, we were, uh-huh. this is back when Colorado was still incredibly conservative. And I think um, we were all just kind of quiet and just kind of like, huh. But I think there were just a handful of black students at our school at the time. And I didn't ever, I mean, mostly Hispanics mm-hmm. were at our school, but there never seemed to be any racial tension or anything and never. I just think it was so distant from us, the prejudice or anything that... It Did your teachers kind of have any comments, like, though? Did you have to write a paper about it or anything? No, uh-uh, we just watched it, just to, and it was just kind of like, well, that didn't play out exactly the way we thought it should have, and then we just kind of moved on. You moved on. But, yeah, it, but you were... But for me, I was older. That's why I asked what airport you were in. Yeah, I was in the Dulles Airport, and I'm going to tell you what, you couldn't... Have, you couldn't stir. After their screaming of, oh, and I have to admit something, and they were screaming in delight. After that, I've always liked OJ. I mean, I was a big fan of OJ's. And I have a couple black girlfriends at that time that we were so close. And they said, you know why the black community wanted him acquitted? Because he was with a white girl, Leah. And that is a fact. If he had been with a black girl, that would have divided that community more. But because he was with a white girl. I heard that it was kind of tit for tat regarding the Rodney King verdict. Well, there was some of that too, but they didn't care about any of that. This was, OJ was an idol to blacks. And he was an idol to whites. My father, he wouldn't miss an OJ game. I mean, everyone loved him. And, um, but there were some issues with the idea that he married white women or that he had a white woman. He left a black woman. There were some issues over this. So it seems like if they didn't like him for being with a white woman, uh-huh. then they would have wanted him convicted. No, some did, but mostly they didn't. They were just glad that you learned your lesson, buddy. And, and you, you're free you from this her, so. and you killed her. <laughs> you did, you did oh her. In. I don't know. You know, does anyone know? All I'm telling you is it, I'm going to bring this out. I believe that was the beginning of a big line, a line that was kind of pulled in between black and white race right then that moment. At that very moment, for the first time in my life, I felt, I don't, I don't know if I like them and the way they're acting. I had some of those thoughts. And they were looking at me like, Oh, so whitey girl with the blonde hair. How do you feel now, you know, lady? I'm telling you, it was not a good feeling. And the whites sort of congregated together, and the blacks did. It was the weirdest experience ever. And for weeks afterwards, there were issues. And I'm sure that if they'd convicted OJ, we would have had another Rodney King thing. There's no doubt in my mind, you know. But the point being, I, I, whatever happened that day, something happened. Something happened, and it's been ongoing ever since. Then Obama gets in, and I was certainly not supporting Obama, but, but mainly he was a Democrat. I could care less that he was a black man. 
half white and half black, I might add. You know, they never want to add that part. His mother's as white as me. And the point being, though, he won. And I'll never forget when he walked in the White House that night. I cried when he had said prior to that, he goes, I know not everybody supported me, but I want to be your president too. I thought he was looking right at me through the TV, right at me saying, Leah, I want to be your president. Give me a shot. And that changed me in that second. He walked in with his family, and I cried. It was beyond beautiful that, wow, America, look what we did. Yeah, we made our mistakes, but look what we just did. And the people that didn't vote for him didn't vote for him because of his black majority of people didn't vote for him because of blackish, whitish, whatever he was, you know. They voted for him or didn't vote for him because they didn't like him. They didn't like his politics. And then we gave him a shot. And then he did the worst job. Horrible president. And I mean horrible president. Eight years of Biden and Obama about took this country out. That's my opinion. If you don't like my opinion, you're stuck with it unless you call me, unless you um, let me know. Anyway, that's it for today.